Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Ford. Now, today I'm just by myself again for another short episode. I think I'm getting a very good response for these mini ones because you can just dip into them when you feel the need, when you need a little pick-me-up. So in between the guest chats, which I have, which I, I love doing, I will have a few more of these kind of episodes. So I'm joined here by Bear. He's my guest today, I suppose. Hopefully he won't be making too much noise. And I want to talk to you about one of the best tools for helping your anxiety, And it's one that, to be honest, for so long I would have just rolled my eyes at thinking it sounded stupid or just a bit hippy-dippy or whatever. But now, after resisting it for a long time and then giving it a try, I've come to believe it is not only helpful, but actually maybe even essential. And the thing that I'm talking about is self-compassion. So if you struggle with anxiety, I think it's fair to say you tend to be your own worst critic. And I am so incredibly hard on myself. And even though I will be kind and considerate and gentle with any of my friends who feel anxious for whatever reason, whenever I feel it, I just go straight on the attack. I blame myself. I self-monitor myself like a mean teacher waiting for a student to fuck up. And you know those people who you think, I just cannot do anything right in their eyes. It'll never be enough. It'll never be pleasing. Well, I can kind of think I'm that person to myself when I'm in an anxious phase and maybe you feel the same. And I think, oh, Caroline, like you idiot, you should be able to outsmart this. Why is this happening to you? I speak to myself from a place of just complete and utter frustration and even disdain. And if I was to talk to a friend like that, I know I just, I wouldn't have very many friends left. So there are lots of definitions of self-compassion floating around, uh, but I guess for me it's about being as kind to yourself as you would be to someone else. And again, that might sound super simple and maybe a little bit silly and like, you know, okay, if all it took was for me to be nice to myself, I wouldn't still be feeling bad. It's like when people tell you just to breathe. But when I dug a little bit deeper and I learned how self-compassion affects the body on a biological level, everything kind of started to make sense to me. So whether we're talking about sleep or exercise or deep breathing or self-compassion as we are in this episode, 
I'm really only interested or excited about something as a potential tool when there's some really specific science to back it up. And with self-compassion, there absolutely is, which is amazing. So I'm wondering if you've heard of a woman called Dr. Kristen Neff. I only very recently, to my shame, discovered her and she is like the queen of self-compassion. She's kind of like Brené Brown um, type of person in that her whole life is based on, her whole work life is based around research on human behaviour and and why we are the way we are, why we feel the way we feel. And her particular focus has been self-compassion where Brené Brown's has been vulnerability and shame. Um, I came across her TEDx talk. It's amazing. And I actually can't believe I hadn't come across it before because had someone sent me that video back in 2014, I don't even know, I don't even know when it came out, but it would have been just so unbelievably helpful. And I was like, okay, here's very clearly a very smart woman. And if she thinks self-compassion is worth implementing, worth having in your life, I'm sure she will make a convincing argument for it. So she talks about self-compassion versus self-criticism and how both of those things affect the body in different ways. Say, for example, you start to feel anxious for whatever reason, and maybe it's a combination of vulnerability factors, which we've talked about before. So you could be feeling under the weather, you could have your period if you're a woman, you could be having a hard time with a family member, any any number of reasons can come together and make you feel anxious. And if you're anything like me, you enter straight away into self-critical mode. And as far as your biology is concerned, and the very careful balance of hormones inside you, which as anxious people, it is our main priority to keep balanced, you then see the anxiety you feel as a threat. And it definitely feels very threatening to you, even if it's not something tangible, like, you know, you're threatened by an upcoming event, you're threatened by the anxiety itself. And so you launch an attack on yourself merely with how you think and how you speak to yourself. You tense up as if you're preparing to fight and you produce cortisol, which, you know, is the slower releasing stress hormone, which just feels all kinds of nasty. And when you're anxious to begin with, you already have plenty of cortisol in your system. You do not need any more. So this is kind of why I get stuck in little cycles of self-perpetuating anxiety. It be kind of it becomes like a chicken and egg situation. I feel anxious for whatever reason. Maybe identify that reason, which is obviously a huge part of the puzzle. And then where self-compassion would come in really handy, I instead go down the self-monitoring, very self-critical route. And I say to myself, oh, for fuck's sake, like, can you just feel better? And over time, where the anxiety might have already begun to calm down, I've triggered my amygdala, which is the sort of fear, worry center of our brain. I've triggered it to fire off more warning signals. And that, as you can imagine, serves only to just perpetuate that anxiety cycle. So what started about anxiety is something else is now anxiety about anxiety because I'm fueling it with that self-criticalness. Criticalness? Self-criticism. Self-compassion has an entirely different effect on our body and I suppose it's like a softer version of my whole message of owning it. So if you think of a scared kid for a minute, um, I guess it helps for me to imagine the body's fear response as it often acts like a very scared child who just needs a little bit of reassurance. Now, if you scold that child and you berate it for being scared and you give out to it, you're not exactly going to make it feel very much better or safe or secure. But if you soothe and comfort that child and you make it feel safe, even if its worries seem silly or stupid to you as an adult, you know, if a kid is scared of a potential monster under the bed, you think, okay, well, that's not realistic, but it's valid and real to a kid. If you then comfort that kid and make it feel safe, you will have a profoundly different effect on the kid. And the same, I believe, happens for yourself. So Kristen Neff talks a lot about the various research that shows that when we choose self-compassion as a root, we change how our body feels at a biological level too. 
So instead of the cortisol and stress sirens that come with being self-critical, with self-compassion, we create feelings of calmness, safety, comfort, security. And when we do that, our bodies naturally release oxytocin and opiates, which are some of obviously the lovelier feel-good hormones, which are very soothing for anxiety. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So for me, this was kind of mind-blowing. Um, when I had my very bad wave of anxiety the week before last, I was just so disappointed that I was feeling it again. And I know I talked about it on the, the podcast before the last one, where I feel that I should be okay because here I am writing books about how to manage anxiety and here I am creating podcasts about it. And then I turn around and say, oh shit, I'm actually feeling it. And I start to think, oh my God, Caroline, are you like a fraud? Can you even be putting this content out there? And obviously I know in my in my rational head that that's not the case. But when I was feeling that way, I checked in with myself every few minutes without fail. And when I noticed that I felt anxious, I would be like, oh, for fuck's sake. And now you know that that would have just kept me stuck in that phase of anxiety because of the cortisol being produced. But when I sat down and really thought about it, knowing the impact of this on my hormones, and I switched my self-talk to become a lot kinder, softer, and more gentle towards myself, honestly, so much of the anxiety evaporated over the course of maybe two days and help me to stop resisting it and to own it and we know that when we really accept and embrace the way we're feeling we're already on the road to feeling much better so how do we become a little bit more self-compassionate in our day-to-day lives if you watch the ted talk with kristin f um she will explain three different components of self-compassion and i want to go through them here on this episode but specifically in relation to anxiety so the first is self-kindness versus self-judgment So for example, asking yourself, what can I do to help these feelings of anxiety or how can I help? You ask these questions to yourself in the same way you would ask a friend rather than saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're feeling this. You need to not feel this way and you need to feel better right now. This part is about accepting the fact that you are where you are right now, which helps give you a greater sense of emotional equanimity, which helps obviously to reduce the anxiety. The second is common humanity versus isolation. And this is just absolutely huge for anxiety. 
So we always think when we're feeling anxious that we are the only ones feeling the way that we're feeling. And I know for myself, literally for years, I thought, I just can't tell anyone about this because they will look at me like I have two heads. Nobody else has ever felt this way. And I think this feeling for most people seems to go hand in hand with anxiety. But I can absolutely tell you that this is very, very wrong. And I can say that with certainty because of the volume of messages I get on a weekly basis from people telling me their anxiety stories. It still just completely amazes me how many people are actually struggling with anxiety and such similar anxiety to what I went through. And so much of that suffering comes from thinking that we're on our own in it and the truth is we're just not. So had I had a little bit more self-compassion to say back when it first really knocked me down that, you know, lots of people struggle with anxiety but you're just not hearing about it, I would have felt less alone, less crazy and a little bit better. The thing is we all go through hard times and though not everyone experiences anxiety as frequently as we do, there is an overwhelming amount of people who do. So this element of self-compassion asks you to recognise that you're not alone in your struggle and also to accept that these struggles are very much part of what it means to be human and that we are all in this together. The third element is mindfulness versus self-monitoring, which I seem to be very good at the self-monitoring part and I can also say from experience that the self-monitoring tendency does nothing but exacerbate anxiety. So mindfulness with anxiety is about observing your thoughts and your feelings without judging them and I know that look that is so much easier said than done but I find it helps to say okay this is how you're feeling right now and that is okay and just saying these words to yourself will start to have a positive impact on how you're feeling. Instead of checking in with myself every few minutes wanting Wanting to see if it has gone, which again only made it worse, I told myself, okay, you're in an anxious phase right now, you're not feeling very good, but it will pass and you are fine. Eventually, I stopped panicking every time I checked in and noticed that I was anxious. By choosing to soothe myself rather than to judge myself, and by not trying to suppress the feelings, I stopped thoughts going off in my head like little anxiety bombs. That's kind of the best way I can describe it, is where if I'm in an anxious phase and a thought comes into my head such as, oh my god, what if I always feel this way? It's like a little nuclear bomb has just gone off and spread throughout my body filling me with fear and feelings of anxiety. Often once we've identified anxiety or where it's coming from we expect that's kind of the job done, the anxiety should be gone but in my experience when we enter into a phase of anxiety which involves you know excess stress hormones in our bodies it really does take a while for you to come back to hormonal and emotional equilibrium. So yes you may understand it, you may get it, you may know where it's coming from, you may have identified it and had a conversation with someone but you have to give yourself all the time you need to come back to centre. You can't rush it. Diana Ross said you can't hurry love. I'm saying you can't hurry anxiety. I promise you, you will come back to centre. So you'd have to just trust that that will happen. And it's a process. So if you're looking for a self-compassion exercise or to check in on where you stand with your own self-compassion, I know I had very little up to not very long ago, go to selfcompassion.org. So it's self-compassion.org. And that's Dr. Kristen Neff's website. And there's lots of exercises there as well as a self-compassion test that you can do. And other than that, I find the best thing to do to bring more self-compassion into your life is to start writing down exactly what you would say to a friend who is feeling the way you're feeling and then reread it as though it's to yourself. Instead of hating yourself for feeling anxiety again, say to yourself, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. I know it's not nice. So what can I do to help? Then bring your anxiety along with you as you go through your day and think of it as that scared little child we talked of before who just needs a little bit of extra comforting and reassurance at the moment. Eventually your amygdala will feel a lot more at ease and your feelings of anxiety will be lifted and you'll be left just feeling as yourself.
Thank you so much for listening to this mini episode with me. Um, I'll be back next week with a very special guest. In the meantime, if you haven't already gotten my books, they are called Owning It and The Confidence Kit, but it's called Own It in the US if you're in America. And they're available online on Amazon and in most shops. Um, So I'm currently writing my third book and finding that quite challenging. And I will tell you very much more about that soon. So enjoy, have a good week. I hope that you are feeling good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.